we both know at this point restriction doesn't work, right? This is the Begin Within podcast, where we believe real, lasting health and fitness requires you to start inside before you work out. I'm your host, Nate Slegger, and I'm here to show you behind the scenes of fitness. You already know exercise is good for you, but what about all the other things in life that affect your fitness? If you're looking for extra motivation to get started or to make sure you keep going, this is the place for you. Produced by BeginWithin.fit I'm so happy to have Amanda Zagrodnik on the show this week. She's been working as a nutritionist since 2014 And her mission is to help those around her to take control of their health through proper nutrition and lifestyle management. Today, we're going to get a crash course on inflammation and specifically talk about how food can affect it, both good and bad. So as you listen, I want you to pay close attention to what might come up for you when it comes to common sources of inflammation Um, some of the symptoms of those. In fact, you might hear that sound familiar, so pay close attention to those. In particular, I want you to notice how some inflammation can affect us in terms of the decisions that we make. We'll talk a little bit about that. It can be like a double-edged sword. And then finally, I want you to listen closely when I ask Amanda that question I ask every single week, and that is, what advice would you give to someone getting started? I think you're going to really love her answer about how to approach making changes, making healthy changes in your lifestyle. Here's my interview with Amanda Zagrodnik. You know, it's funny. Inflammation is actually at the root a good thing it's our body's protective reaction um to you know outside threats it's unaddressed chronic inflammation that becomes a problem so and that's that's really the meat of what we're talking about when you hear inflammation in the media and in in health news um you know inflammation as being the root of most of our disease especially here in america um And the problem with unaddressed inflammation is that it really kind of um, takes control of your immune system and doesn't allow your immune system to do what it's actually supposed to do, which is protect you. So um, chronic inflammation can really trigger symptoms. The symptoms vary based on the individual. So headaches, big ones. inflammation of the joints. So pain and inflammation is what you probably hear a lot in the gym, right? Right. Back hurts, my knees hurt. Um, It can also be water retention, bloating, inability to lose weight, fatigue. So the list goes on. Symptoms vary based on the individual, but the root getting back to kind of what's, what's creating those symptoms is that chronic inflammation. So the big question is, how do we get inflamed? Where does the inflammation come from? Right, Um, yeah. 
And that answer is also a little bit complex. It, it doesn't necessarily come from the same place for every person. So it can be from environment, uh, environmental toxins, toxins that are added in our foods. Um, it can also come from physiological stress. So let's think about the year, year and a half that we've all been having. Stress is really high right now, and that can also lead to inflammation in the body. Um, so you know, as a nutritionist, I like to say we have to eat no matter what, right? We've got to eat every single day, ideally. And right. um, the way you eat can either help support that inflammation, or it can actually add fuel to the fire. Um, so why not eat in a way that's going to help support and decrease inflammation in the body? Got it. Yeah, why not? <laughs> right? But how do we do that? Right. It's different for everyone. That's the that's the tricky part. So we all I shouldn't say we all know, but, you know, on a very general basis, there's some inflammatory food groups that many of you have probably heard about mm -hmm. dairy. We're in uh, America's dairy land, right? Yeah. So that's a big one here in Wisconsin. But dairy, gluten and sugar. Those are kind of the big three inflammatory food groups that can lead to triggering inflammation um, or just adding more fuel to the fire. So being conscious of how you eat those foods or foods that contain those ingredients, everyone has a different threshold and tolerance. That's the problem as well. Um, so that's that's the starting point. Um, so as far as those food groups go, um, I would imagine like for most people, some is okay. Yes. Yeah. So like, if you're moderate about it, there's really not any, any huge issue, but that's for others, right. it is like just a little bit. will set off a, a reaction. Is that right? Yes. That's the trick. It's, we all have different levels of threshold and there's a lot at play there. If you ever heard of nutrigenomics, it's the, um, interaction of your, genes basically with mm. the food that you eat. The food we eat has the power to turn on or turn off certain genes in our body. So, okay. you know, my reaction to gluten might look very different to yours. Um, same thing with dairy, same thing with sugar. So, you know, maybe I can eat cheese with every single meal every day and have no symptoms where, mm. you know, you experience bloating if you have an ounce of cheese on your salad at lunch. Okay. So, the trick is kind of figuring out what your individual triggers are. That's what I do with my clients a lot. Um, but the extra level on there can also be healthy foods. And that's where like yeah. food sensitivities come in. If you've ever heard of that. Yep. Yeah. It can be chicken and broccoli and rice, like all the healthy foods that, you know, your clients are eating every single day to reach their goals and lose weight and decrease fat. And it can be those very foods that are triggering an inflammatory reaction in their body without even knowing it. And then leading to excess fat stores, decreased energy, all those symptoms that we talked about. So, so we have like the three major ones, but those are just maybe the most common ones you see. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And then an individual might just have a, have a random sensitivity to broccoli, right. I'll just pick, mm -hmm. cause I love broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. So all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, I gotta be healthy. I gotta get my fiber. I gotta get my, my vitamins and minerals. I'm going to eat a ton of broccoli. And all of a sudden I, that might be creating a problem for mm -hmm. me. If, yeah if that's what the way my genetics are set up. Mm -hmm. Okay. How do you, how do you, so other than like, okay, I ate a ton of broccoli. No, I don't feel good. I don't feel good. How do you, how do you find it out? How do you figure it out? 
There's a few ways. So for food sensitivities, you can do blood testing to identify which foods are triggering an inflammatory reaction in the body. So that's okay. done through blood. You can also do genetic testing to understand your genetic predisposition for certain food sensitivities. So those are two different um, avenues to kind of understand your body's individual reaction and response. And then of course, just through paying attention to your body also, you know, knowing that, okay, every time I have broccoli at dinner, I am really bloated afterwards, or I don't feel well. Okay. Um, but sometimes it can be really hard to pay attention, right? Because there's so many different yeah. things at play. Well, maybe you're not feeling well, because you had a stressful long day at work, or, um, you know, a really hard workout with your trainer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but so testing helps kind of take the guess out of the game. That's what I like to do it. But um, there, there's also, you know, just again, paying attention to when you feel good, when you don't. And that's when it comes to those three big food groups, that's where uh, it's a little bit easier to identify, okay, if I eat something with a lot of sugar in it, how do I feel afterwards? You know, am I run down for energy? Am I having a hard time um, forming sentences and mm -hmm. kind of having um, brain fog, yeah. things like that? So interesting. Okay. I think it's interesting that you brought up brain fog because I think that I think for me, that might be maybe one of the things I notice soonest. Mm -hmm. It's just yeah. like, Oh, I just feel a little like goofy, like a little groggy more than like, Oh, my body hurts or something, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I, I feel like it's kind of a double-edged sword because when you know your brain's being affected, you your decision making process probably isn't going to be very sound right so that i might go back to the same types of foods that got me in trouble in the first place <laughs> i love i love where this conversation is going um it's really important to understand the impact of inflammation especially gut health on the brain mm. so about 90% of your serotonin is actually produced in the gut. So a lot of people will notice brain fog or even like a change in mood from eating sugar or other foods that create that inflammatory reaction. So a lot of times I tell people too, you know, if you find yourself feeling really down on Monday every single week, it can also have something to do with the way that you're eating on the weekends. You know, if you're an 80-20 person who's eating super well during the week and then you're going completely 360 or kind of opposite end of the spectrum on the weekends, that impacts your body more than just gaining a couple pounds of water, um, and, and those pieces. So it can, it can strongly impact how you feel on Monday morning and, and having to work kind of back to your normal for the week right. as well. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I I'm curious too, like we mentioned those three food groups that are maybe the biggest culprits. Are there some foods that can help like are there again sensitivities individual sensitivities mm -hmm. aside are there some foods that for most people would help with inflammation yes and no so i wish there was a list of like eat these foods and you're going to be the healthiest person alive um yeah. it's not that simple but antioxidants so plant-based foods definitely getting a good amount of fruits and veggies in the diet are going to help fight 
oxidation or inflammation in the body. So I always recommend at least five servings of vegetables a day, which sounds like a lot, but a serving is half a cup. So I always tell my clients, you know, if you are a volume eater, you know, you think about what half a cup of broccoli looks like. It's pretty easy to knock a few servings out at dinner, right? Yeah. So um, I, I always say focus on the foods you like first and foremost. Um, you know, if you're forcing yourself to eat kale because Last week's edition of, I don't know, some health magazine said that that's what's going to get you where you want to be. You're going to always feel like you're dieting and depriving yeah. yourself. Yeah, torture. Um, okay. Yeah. So find the fruits and veggies that you enjoy and try to get a lot of them into your day. The other thing to think about is that age old saying, eat the rainbow. So unlike Skittles, mm. the colors in our fruits and vegetables come from the variety of um, phytonutrients, vitamins, minerals. So if you're only getting one color in your diet, you're really only getting one antioxidant support. Uh, whereas if you get that variety, you're, you're really getting a good diversity of, of support and anti-inflammatory factors. Okay, cool. And that, that is interesting. That always kind of blows my mind when I hear that. So like if I'm eating like strawberries, raspberries, tomatoes, and red peppers, like I'm kind of just focusing it my nutrient profile in one, one area, right? You'd be doing pretty good though, because blue and red are actually the most deficient in the American diet. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, um, natural colors from our foods. So, um, beets are one that are very controversial, especially here in Wisconsin, because a lot of times we think of pickled beets on the Friday, uh, um, Salad Sal- bar, yeah, yep. <laughs> at the salad diners, bar. so or supper clubs. So um, beets are a really great, great way to get some diversity in your diet. But just like you mentioned, raspberries, strawberries, bell peppers. So that's that's the other great thing about you know eating for health. You get to decide what you eat. You know, rather than dieting and following a menu plan of you eat this on Monday, this on Tuesday try to pick the colors um, or food choices from those colors that you like. If you don't like bell peppers, okay, well, maybe give sweet potatoes or um, or strawberries a try. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Awesome. So obviously we covered a lot of ground here. Like I said, I'd love to have you back like we were talking about before. Um, just kind of in wrapping up this conversation, uh, what advice would you give to somebody who maybe is listening and hasn't really scratched the surface yet on being intentional about living healthier, making healthy lifestyle changes? How would you recommend that that individual get started? Well, considering getting started is the first step. It's the hardest part, just making that first step of, of, making a healthy choice. I am a true believer. I mean, you and I both have worked in the health industry for a long time and we both know at this point, restriction doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. So anything is better than nothing. Anything at all is better than nothing. And, um, finding the right balance for you is so important. I worked for years and years and I feel bad. Now I look back, um, recommending restrictive approaches for clients, you know, 10 years ago, um, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. We are like rubber bands and we're going to snap back to what's most comfortable Mm. for us. So making small changes that you can see yourself 
following through with for the rest of your life. That's the only thing that makes sense. So um, start small. I guess that would be my my number one recommendation. And okay. start small with something that feels realistic and maintainable for you. Cool. Awesome. So kind of going back to like, hey, find find the you know healthy fruits and veggies that you enjoy the most. Exactly. And, and actually thinking about adding something to your diet or lifestyle is so much more positive than thinking about what to take away. So if you're um, nervous about eliminating things from your diet, a good place to start is, okay, let's try to get five servings of veggies a day. If you're getting zero servings right now, even one a day is better than none. Yeah. Cool. Thank you so much. This was a lot of Thank fun. You. Thank you. If you'd like to connect with Amanda and her team at Integrative Health and Wellness, go to integrativewi.com, and there you can schedule a free consultation. What a great interview. And I should mention, we wrapped it up just in time as her, her little baby that was just right next to her computer started to get fussy. Amanda, thank you so much for carving out a little bit of time for us so that we can benefit from your knowledge when it comes to inflammation. I just have a few thoughts in wrapping up. The things that I asked you to listen for were some of those symptoms of inflammation. And I couldn't help but think as she was explaining those, that those are a lot of the reasons why we seek answers when it comes to our health, right? Some of those aches and pains, headaches, uh, brain fog, those are the reasons why people go to the doctor in the first place. And what you do in that regard is definitely your own business. But what we learned here today teaches us that perhaps the answer is wrapped up in what it is that, that we're eating, right? The types of foods. So you know yourself, you know your body, you know how you've been feeling. Perhaps it's time to give attention to some of those main triggers of inflammation and see if it's helpful for you. And of course, I love her final comments about not being restrictive when it comes to making changes, but rather working on adding things in and starting small. I know that you've heard that before, but our culture so much so is so so diet based am i on the diet am i off the diet am i doing the the plan or am i not i'm all in or i'm all out and so often what we hear on the podcast from professionals that are dealing with this every single day with their clients is start small start with adding things in that's what really works so my question for you is, what can you add in? What are you willing and able to add in to your life in order to move toward healthy, feeling better, less inflammation, toward better health and wellness? Before I let you go, I want to tell you about something really exciting that our team has been working on. If you've listened to this show before, you've heard me talk about joining our challenge. I want to tell you that we just revamped 
our challenge and we're super excited about it. We kept all the things that work really, really well for our clients who have goals of better health, better wellness, better fitness. And we added some new aspects in that I know are going to work really great for those who jump into our next challenge. So we're getting ramped up for our next challenge at the time of this publication to launch on September 13th, 2021. We'd love to have you be part of it. What you need to do is follow the directions at the end of the episode. But please take some time, invest some time in learning more about yourself, invest some time in moving forward. Just schedule a call with a member of our team and we'll help you get set up to get moving in the right direction. That's it for me. Thank you so much for joining me once again. I appreciate your time. I appreciate your attention. And if you have a little bit of extra generosity today, what I would ask of you to do is to please follow, rate, and review the podcast and share it with someone, someone you love, someone who you know might benefit from it. Thanks so much. I'll talk to you next week. If you are tired of feeling frustrated and disappointed with fitness and you're ready to get on the path to being the healthy person you want to be, just go to beginwithin.fit and click the Join Our Challenge button. We can't wait to support you in your fitness journey and help you to get the results you deserve.